Amen. We're studying still in Colossians chapter 1. We're in Colossians chapter 1. I ask you to stand with me for a moment, please. And say this after me. I have great worth apart from my performance. I have great worth apart from my performance. Because Christ gave his life for me. He imparted great value to me. I am deeply loved. I am fully pleasing. I am totally forgiven. I am accepted, approved, and complete in Christ Jesus. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand. Let's praise our God for a moment. Amen. Amen. Why don't you go ahead and be seated? That's what the letter to Colossians, the letter of Colossians is about. Your, your completeness and everything you need is in Jesus because the fullness of the God is fullness of God is in him. He has everything you need, and with Jesus you don't have to add anything else. No additives. Alright? No watered down stuff. Jesus is all we need. We're in Colossians chapter one, and we talked about how um, we talked about how Paul prays for the saints, and his prayer was that they be filled with knowledge and the, of the will of God, and with wisdom and spiritual understanding—not just natural understanding, but spiritual understanding. Remember that, so we can walk worthy. So our walk, our walk, our talk, our behavior, our conduct will reflect the salvation that the Lord has given us so we can walk worthy of that thing. Amen. We're not worthy of salvation. No, we're not. You know, we, we're worthy of judgment. Uh-huh. That's what we deserve because the soul that sins shall die, you know, and sin has to be judged. But our sins were judged by Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 So, so even though we don't deserve it, we thank God. That's why it's called grace. That's why it's called favor and mercy. That's what we receive. So now that we have the grace and the favor and mercy, let's act like, let's live like we're holy people. Uh-huh. Let's live like we've been with Jesus. Let's live like Christians. Amen? Amen. Let's walk worthy of the calling that the Lord has put on us. Okay? And that's what he wants us to do. Right? And um, so we're going to jump down to verse 5. It says, for this cause also, no, not verse, I'm sorry. I said, I looked at nine, I said five. And that's not what I want either. Let's, we'll start at verse 10. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet. Meet means fit or proper. Made us fit to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Amen. So he says that we were strengthened. He said, as we walk in worthy and increase in knowledge and everything like that. He says, strengthen all might according to his glorious power. He has the power. He has the might. He has the strength. He has the glory. He has all that stuff. And he shares that with you. He shares his strength with you. 
He told Paul, he says, in, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. Right? And so Paul said, Lord, I need you to take this away. I got something physical going on. Right? They, he called it a thorn in the flesh or something physical. It might have been his eyesight. You know, it's, it's believed that he never recovered. When the Lord blinded him on the road to Damascus, he didn't fully recover from that. So it might have been his eyesight. It might have been something else. One, one commentary says he had a humpback. You know, it's possible. I don't know. You know, but whatever, whatever it was, it was physical. It wasn't behavioral, y'all. It was something physical. And he asked the Lord to take it. And the Lord told him, no, my, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Right? And so, so well, Paul was satisfied with that answer. Right? So God gives his strength to you and me. He gives us strength to live this thing out. He asked, Paul has asked these people, he's telling them that, that the power unto all patience and long suffering. Okay? That's endurance. He wants them to be able to endure. And remember, the original readers of this is probably under some kind of persecution. Okay? So he wants them to be patient, patiently waiting for the return of the Lord because the saints believed it was going to happen right away. You know, they didn't think it was going to take 2,000 years or more for Jesus to return. They looked for him to come right away, come back soon and very soon, right? So they, um, so he's telling them to be patient, and he wants them to be long, he wants them to be able to endure, endure living in this life, endure the hardships that they go through, and do it with joyfulness, because they do it on behalf of the Lord. Now, we, we, none of us sign up for suffering necessarily, right? And so I didn't sign up to suffer. I do want the salvation, though. But I didn't sign up for the suffering. And you want me to be glad about it. Well, that's what the saints did. When Peter and John and the saints were persecuted, when Peter and John was um, arrested, by the court, by the council, and they told them not to preach in this name anymore. They smacked them around a little bit, right? They came back and prayed with the saints, and they asked for more boldness. <laughs> Said, we want more boldness. They didn't say, Lord, protect us from these crazy people. They said, give us more boldness, right? And they rejoiced, and they were rejoiced that they were able to suffer for Christ's sake. Right, and so that's the thing. So we want. Jesus said that um, He gives us joy. He, you know, He wants to fulfill our joy. That does just that does not just mean that He gives you the stuff He asked for, like your Christmas list. All right, even though He does answer prayer, thank God. Amen. But He wants us to have joy. He wants us to be joyful in our life. And we don't have to be happy all the time, but we can be joyful. Amen. Happiness is a condition. It comes and goes. But joy, your, your joy, you can hold on to that. The joy of the Lord is your strength, he says. Amen. So look what it says here. And giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us fit to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. In light, right? And so we give thanks to the Father who made us fit to be part. He made us fit. We were not fit. <laughs> we, it was not proper for a bunch of sinners to have fellowship with the living God. 
and be at peace. It's not proper, right? It's, it's just not right for sinners who deserve judgment to have fellowship with God, a righteous God. We're sinners and he's righteous and we're, we were in darkness, he's in the light and there's no fellowship with light and darkness and was not fit, it was not proper, but God made us fit. He made us proper. We didn't do it. Oh, I, I, you know, sometimes I like to think I behave well and I do right and, um, and I deserve this, this, good little, this little goody, that little goody. But in, in reality, the Lord is the one that made us fit and proper. Amen. Right? He's the one that did it for us. He's the one that fixed us up. He's the one that, that clothed us. He's the one that changed us. He's the one that gave us a new name and made us new creations in Christ Jesus and made us fit and proper to be his children, his sons, his daughters, right? And made us fit and proper to receive an inheritance. An inheritance, um, not just the, not just the, um, the stuff you're going to get in heaven, but even now, as the children of God, and we are called the children of God, we are the sons of God, right? And that's part of our inheritance. We have his name. We have his spirit. We have what he's, we have what Jesus had. We have the relationship. We have the fellowship. We have those things. Amen. And he made it possible for us to have all that. Right. And look at, look how it reads here. He says, has made us fit to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. The inheritance of the saints in light. Light represents righteousness and, and knowledge right when someone's in darkness it's usually they're either it's like a it represents ignorance and it represents um, sin and um, unrighteousness and things like that but light represents righteousness and knowledge so we have knowledge we have knowledge of the holy one you know God you realize that don't you I hope you know I hope you realize that you know God that you are in relationship with him. Amen? That you, that you get to talk to him one-to-one. -one. All right? And you don't need, you don't need um, to be introduced to the Lord. You don't, as believers, you don't need to be introduced to him. We're not strangers. Even if we have not contacted him as often as we ought to, as often as we should, we are not strangers. You don't have to pray that prayer like they do on those TV shows. Lord, I know it's been a little while since we talked. <laughs> it's been a little while, you know, last time, you know. You don't have to go into the box and say, my last confession was such and such a day. You don't have to do that. Amen. Amen. The Bible says you go boldly to the throne of grace. You know what I mean by boldly? It's like when your little child busts in your room without knocking. Or your big child. They just open the door and walk in. Don't knock. They go bowling in there. They go confidently in there. Right? Why? Because they have a need. They're not coming in. They're not busting in there with your birthday gift. They have a need, and they boldly go in that room without knocking, right? And hopefully they go in there and safe, and they go in there because they have a need or they have a want. 
The Bible says we go boldly and confidently to the throne of grace and we receive forgiveness of sin. All right? So when you, if you sin, if you have sin, if you have an issue, if there's something wrong, don't, don't hold back. Go boldly in there. Bust your way in that and through prayer and say, Lord, this is it and this is what I've got to tell you. I have something to say and this is it. And confess your sin. Amen? Hopefully you have some regret too. But even if you don't have regret, confess it at least. At least confess it. Amen? And ask for help. Ask for help. So anyhow, so we have that stuff. We have that stuff in the Lord. It's a beautiful thing. Amen? And look what it says in verse 13. Who has, talking about the Lord, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his son. The Father has delivered us from the power. What's the power of darkness? The power of darkness when you have the I can't help it. When you feel like you, you, I just have to do this thing or I just can't do that. I just can't do right. Amen. There's some folks who, who feel like they, I just can't do right. There's some, you know, we, we, we tease and we laugh around and uh, we joke as, as husbands, you know, you know, sometimes each, every husband in the house has been in the can't do right club at some point. You know, except for maybe Derek. But the rest of us have been in the can't do right club. He said, Lord, have mercy. Another, I, really, oh man. You know, yeah. Right, so anyhow, but there's people who live like that. They're, in, they're, they're trapped, they're bound, they're locked in, they're addicted. You know, and, 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 and sin is what they do, right? And even when they don't want to do it, they do it. And they, and they get the, I can't help it, but this is, and they make excuses for themselves, right? And it's because of this, it's because my father was this way, because I was raised this way, because the way I was treated as a child, you know, and, and things like that. And there, and there are people who are bound up, not because of their sin, but because of other folks' sin. And it binds them up, and it hinders them, and, it's, and it keeps them from being free to express themselves and free to achieve their full potential because somebody else sinned against them. Right? They're in darkness. And, and, and they're hurting. And they're suffering. And they're not free. Right? And, and the Lord is able to deliver all of us from any of those things. Right? It says, who has delivered us from the power? It's the power. And see, once, once we realize that we're delivered from the power, we could, get, we could work this thing out. But there are folks who are delivered from the power and don't realize it. That that power is not over you anymore. And I'm still acting like it's still affecting me, like I'm still under that authority. I'm not under the authority of the devil. I'm not under the authority of my flesh. I'm not under the authority of my past and my hurts and my, and my failures. I'm not, those things don't have authority over me anymore because I've been delivered. And sometimes when the folks don't realize they've been delivered, they stay there. They stay stuck. Saved, sure enough saved, sanctified, even filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of tongues and stuck there because they don't realize they're delivered from that power. And when you came to faith in Jesus Christ, when you said, yes, Lord, when you got saved, when the Lord saved you, you were delivered that day from that power. 
Now you may not have been delivered from that practice yet, but from that power, that a power that's over you, you're delivered from that. You're delivered from that. And we just have to work through the other stuff and get, you know, the Lord has to bless us and help us and show us and we need some teaching and we need some counseling and we need a lot of prayer. Amen? Amen. We need a lot of prayer and stuff like that. But I'm delivered from the power. That power of darkness, I'm delivered from that. That's right. Who hath birth 13? Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness? And translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. We've been translated. We've been, we've been, we've been moved over. We've been like, like we're beamed into another spot. <laughs> you know, we're, it's, I know this is a metaphor, but, but we're, we're the, his son, the kingdom of his son. We've been, out of, we've been brought from darkness into the marvelous light, like the songwriter says. And in the light, we can see better. In the light, we have knowledge. In the light, we have information. And we're not ignorant, okay? Because there's light. Just like regular light, you know? The purpose of light is so you can see and be seen. You got lights on your, you got headlights on your car so you can see your way and so the other cars can see you coming, right? We have light, we have light, the word of God. We have this word. The word is a lamp unto my feet so we can see our way. So we can see where we're going. So we won't be bumbling and stumbling and tripping and carrying on because we can see what we're doing. We can see what we're doing. And we can see the Lord can show us stuff, right? The Lord wants to show us marvelous things. He wants to open up stuff to our understanding. And we have to allow him to do it. We have to give him opportunity. We have to give him time. We have to give him access to your brain. And you give him that access through the word, initially and you give him that access through prayer too amen the Lord wants he wants to do marvelous things for us man he doesn't want us to be bogged down and suffering all the time and and and, and feel like we can't get along and 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 have this um be have this low self-esteem you know he doesn't want us to be that way he wants us to be full he wants us to be complete and mature. He wants us to understand who we are in him and the privileges that we have. And he wants us to live confidently with him. You know, he don't want us to, you know, I used to be that child when I was a little student. I used to be that child, couldn't get it together. Right? Couldn't get it together. That was, that was, that was Theodore Faison. Couldn't get it together at all, man. And he doesn't want us to be adults like that. He wants us to get it together. It's oh, everything seems to go wrong. Nothing seems to go right. I have these problems. Even if with your problems and the, and the issues and the weaknesses that we have, the Lord is there to help us through them. Amen. Amen. Come on now. He wants us. He he wants. We are tr we are in a new kingdom. We're in an under a new government. We was under one government before. We was under this dictator that worked with our flesh that, that, and, and caused us to do things wrong and caused us not to be successful. Now we're under a new government where we're free to move around, where we have, um, where we can, um, where we are appreciated. Amen. 
where we are loved, where, where we are encouraged. Amen. The Lord does all these things for us. And where our needs are being met, where we receive discipline and restoration and, 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 re, and being restored and being reconciled. We're, we're in that kingdom. We're under that kingdom. We're under that government now. Amen. Amen. We're not under that dictatorship. We're under this, this benevolent kingdom. And our king is benevolent towards us. Amen. And he doesn't tax us. He doesn't tax us like Solomon did those people. No, no, no. He gives to us. Right, he's not taken from us. He gives to us. And we're under that kingdom, and that's a different kind of life. Even though we're in this world, walking this earth with everybody else, we're under a different kingdom, you know? And that kingship is the kingship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And so it says in, it, we're under the, the kingdom of his dear son. We, we've been translated to the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption. We've been redeemed. To be redeemed means to be bought back. When you redeem something, you, re, you, you buy it back. You put something in, in um, you ever pawn anything, a piece of jewelry or something. I don't know if you ever did that. You could buy it back eventually. It's called redeeming it. You redeem it. Okay? Uh-huh. Also, redeem means to purchase a slave for the purpose of setting him free. Or her. Right? That's redemption. You've been bought out of slavery. Are you hearing me? I know you African Americans kind of sensitive about that. You know. But you've been bought out of slavery. Out of that spiritual slavery that we was in. You've been bought out of slavery for the purpose of making you free. Now, guess what? Now I have choices. I could choose to live for the Lord. I could choose to obey him. I could choose to disobey him and, and suffer the consequences. Uh-huh. You know, because you're going to reap what you sow. But I could choose. Before I didn't have a choice, I had to go where I was told, had to come where I was come, you know, and all that stuff. Now I have a choice. I have been redeemed through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. There it is again. My sins are forgiven. You hear that? Your sins are forgiven. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, even after we got saved. We have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Our sins are forgiven. Jesus, through his blood, has paid the price for those sins. He suffered the penalty for the sin. He did the time for my crime. He's done that. That's why I go boldly to the throne of grace and receive that forgiveness. That's why I confess my sins to him, confess my faults, confess my feelings and my attitude and my stuff and whatever is going on with me, I confess it to him so I can stay free. Amen? See, Satan wants to trick you. He wants to deceive you. That's his tool, deception and fear. He wants you to be fearful and deceived thinking that you're not free that you can't do what you want to do, that, that the Lord is mad at you, and he's going to zap you. He's got, he's got you on the computer, and there's a button that says smite, and he's going to hit that button as soon as you mess up. The devil is a liar. He lied in the beginning. 
He told Mama Eve, he said, did God really say that? Trying to put doubt in her mind. It worked. And then her husband did not help the situation. Right? When he should have stood up and said, whoa, whoa, baby, wait, 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 wait. Don't do that. God did say this, and this is what the Lord said. No, no, he took the fruit too. Right? And sin entered into the world. But, what, but that's what the devil does. He's a trickster, right? He wants to deceive you, and he wants you to be fearful. But we have no need to be deceived because we have the word. We have the word. We have the truth. We've been exposed to the truth. We've been exposed to the light. We should be able to see clearly. Amen? Amen? And we have no need to fear because we walk with Jesus. And he paid the penalty for all my sin. Amen? And so we have this, we have even the forgiveness of sins. Amen? I don't know if you really get it, that your sins are forgiven. You know, I, I know I'm being redundant here, but my sins are forgiven, y'all. And I got some stuff with me. You know, in my past, in my recent past. Okay? And they are forgiven. He's not holding a grudge against me. <laughs> That's going to cost you 10 bucks. <laughs> he's, he's not... <laughs> we forgive you, though. That, you know, he's not holding a grudge against me. Right? Have you ever held a grudge? Have you been mad at somebody and stayed that way for a little while? Because they offended you, right? You, I have offended him, and he doesn't hold that against me. I have hurt him. Hurt him to his heart, and he's not holding it against me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He's not holding the grudge. He's not holding that against me. He's not holding it over my head, and he's not bringing it back up every few days either. You know how folk do. He said, oh, I thought that was done with. But you bring back stuff from 1985. God does not do that with us. He's a benevolent father who forgives us. Now, he's not absent-minded. He knows everything. He remembers everything, but he's not holding it against me. Right? That's how we need to be, too. I know it's a little difficult, but we need to be that way. So my sins, when I talk about my sins being forgiven, I can walk in newness of life every day. I can have a new start every day. Amen. I'm free every day. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, you know there's consequences. <laughs> you know, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. Right? You know, you, you know, there's some spankings going on and some punishment and stuff like that happens. Well, not really punishment, but, you know, discipline. Discipline, right? Amen. Uh-huh. So, I mean, stuff like that. I mean, you reap what you sow. There's consequences from a bad behavior, sister. But um, I'm forgiven. I'm restored. I'm loved on. Right? I may have to do some extra chores and stuff like that or have time out or whatever it is or, a good, or sometimes a good whooping. A good whooping, right? I may, need, I may need some of that, but I'm still his. He didn't send me back. 
He said, face, I'm done with you. I'm going to get me another one. He didn't do that. He doesn't do that. You hear what I'm saying? Okay. Um, but he loves us and he forgives us and he, he lets us live and restores us and puts the ring on us and the robe and the slippers and throws us in the tub so we can be cleaned up and you know stuff like that and we're going to have a feast okay amen so rejoice in that you got forgiveness tell the backslider tell the wayward one tell the one who's been deceived that God forgives them Tell those people, tell the sinner who never came to Christ yet that you are for, you could be forgiven just for the asking. Salvation is just for the ask. Just call upon his name and he'll save you. Right? There's folks out there who think they can't be saved. They think they're so bad because they've been told that they were bad, that they're so bad and they're so bad off that there's no hope for them. And you have to tell them there is hope for you because there was hope for me. And if, there's, if he can save me, he can save you. Oh, but you never did what I did. And then, no, but all of us have sinned. All of us have done wrong. And God is able, Jesus died for all of us. He died for all of us. Right? And you can be saved today. You can have a fresh start. You can be healed from all those hurts and pains and stuff. The pain you caused and the pain that other people caused, you can be healed from that. It's a process, yes indeed. Uh, it's not going to be presto change, or snap your finger, make a wish, and everything's gone. No, it's not going to be that way, but he'll work with you. Yeah. And he's willing to work with you. I was talking to a colleague. A friend of mine just got promoted, and she's the, the head of special ed in the district. And she told, she looked at me, she said, Mr. Faison, you, you, you won't work in special ed? And I said, oh, I'm not built for that. <laughs> and my other friend standing next to me said, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but see, see my, see, my reaction was wrong. I should have just hushed. I should have gave one of those answers like, ooh, we're going to have to pray about that. You know, something like that, you know. But I was, I was, I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and the, other, the teacher standing next to me said, yes, you are. <laughs> Just like Dee Dee said, right? Anyhow, the, see, the Lord doesn't do that with us. He doesn't do that with us, you know. He, he's like, yes, sir. You know, I, I could I could work with you. I could work with you. Yep. Yeah, you're you're messed up. You're really messed up. I could work with you. <laughs> That's how the Lord is. He said, "Oh, you're not that challenging. That I can't help you. That I can't work with you." Uh huh. Okay. He's he, he's like that. He's, oh, you think you got problems? I can help. I bring your problem here. I got you. That's how the Lord works. You know. Folk like me are in denial and say, oh, well, I'd rather not have that challenge, you know. But the Lord says, I'll take the challenge. I've met the challenge already. I have met that challenge already. Bring your stuff. Amen? I want you to know there's nothing that he can't, he can't work with. So that's why we need to tell the folks. Bring your stuff with you. 
bring your stuff. You got addictions, bring the addiction with you. You got, you got evil thoughts, bring the evil thoughts with you. You got a dirty mind, you a dirty old man, bring your dirty old man self with you. Right? You got hatred, you got ugliness, you got pain, bring all that stuff with you. Don't try to leave it at the door, bring it on inside and let Jesus work with you. And you and I have to be willing to work with him too, y'all. Amen. We can't clean them up outside. They can't get clean until they get saved. Amen. You can put a change of clothes on them. That they're going to be, still be the same old dirty old man. All right. We have to be able to work with them too. So bring all that stuff with you. And don't hide it from the Lord. Say, I got this going on. I got that going on. I got these things and that things. And I'm this way. And I've experienced this, and I want to do that. And these are my these are my thoughts, and these are my feelings, and they're not right. Bring all that unright stuff with you. The whole package. I mean, just load up the van and bring it all. Right? Jesus could take it, and I said some bad things about you too. Oh yeah. I called you some names. He doesn't care. Bring that too. He can handle all that, y'all. And we need to tell, we need to know it for ourselves, and we need to tell the next person that he's able to do all these things with you. Amen? Amen. Forgiveness of sins, y'all. That's a big deal. Because it's sin that condemns us. It's our sins that condemn us, and now I'm not condemned. I'm totally forgiven. You hear what I'm saying? Totally forgiven. And when the devil brings up the past, even the recent past, just remind him, it's those of you who talk to him, I'm totally forgiven. You go to hell. That's what you tell him. Come on, stand together. Disclaimer, you only tell the devil to go to hell. Not not the folks he's not the folks he's talking through. Not the folks he's using, all right? <laughs> only Satan. <laughs> Cause the other the rest of the folks, we want them to get saved, y'all. Amen. Listen here, y'all. Listen. We 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 I don't know why y'all are this I'll try to be serious here. Okay, um, there, there's so much, we got so much going on that we don't even realize it, I don't think. Amen. What we got going on. And we, I mean, we should, we should have a, a positive attitude as much as we can, Amen. right? Because we're with the Lord. The Lord has done these things for us. Amen. You know, you don't have to be, you know, I know you want, I know y'all all want extra money and good health. Amen. We all want that, you know. But, you know, you know the stuff happens. And we make mistakes and we suffer from these mistakes. And every once in a while we make a good decision and we get a little reward for it. If it gets noticed, if it gets noticed. 
but the Lord is, Lord is for us. I said it before. He's biased towards you. You hear what I'm saying? He has a bias towards you. That's my son. That's my daughter. That's my child. I'm biased. I, I like them. I love them. I like them. And I'm going to do for them. And I don't care what y'all say. I'm going to take care of my child. Y'all know parents like that, right? Amen. You know, I don't care what y'all say. I'm going to take care of my child. Right? You want me to toss them out? No, I'm going to keep my child. I'm going to take care of my child. And that's how the Lord is with us. Now, we cut people off. You know, sometimes it seems to be appropriate. But we cut people off, but he doesn't cut us off. He's, he says, return. Return. He gives us reconciliation. He gives us redemption. He gives us forgiveness. He gives us another chance, a more second chance. I don't know how many second chances I've had in my life. And he gives us over and over and over again. Right? And we need to express this to these people. Like someone must have told us. <laughs> Somebody must have told us. Right? We need to tell some folk that you, are, you can have redemption. You can have blessings. You can have grace. There's mercy waiting for you. He died for you. He paid your penalty. You don't have to pay the penalty for your sin. Because Jesus did. We got to tell the folks that. Is there anybody here that, that that is not saved? If you're not saved, then you can be saved just for the asking. You know, Scripture says, Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You hear that? If you say, Jesus saved me, and you believe it, that's all it takes. It takes less than that, because he's done all the work. He's done all the work for my salvation. The most I did when I went to the altar was go to the altar. And I didn't have to go there to be saved. I had to believe him. But you know what we do? We, we, like to, we like you to come to the altar because we like to celebrate with you. We like to acknowledge your good decision. Amen? We like you to be public about your faith in Jesus Christ. We like you to make a, a public stand for him amongst friends. Because we're your friends. Amongst family, right? Because I heard one guy say, he said, because if you can't do it here where we are celebrating you, how are you going to do it out there? You know? So you do it here first, then you can do it out there. And if you're here today, you need to be saved, you need salvation, we want you to come to the altar, and we want to celebrate you while you come. Amen. Amen. Come down if you're here. If you're, if you're here today... And you just